hey, hey. We're back in the studio with another episode of the Average Joe's podcast. Better late than ever, I guess. But here we are. Tonight we're going to talk about Richmond. All series were racing there last weekend. In fact, the Xfinity caught us off guard with a doubleheader. And then uh, Cup, of course, raced Saturday night. And we have some extensive football talk to get into as we have one week in the books there. So to kick things off, we got the Gander Truck Series. Zane Smith wins stage one. Ben Rhodes stage two. Grant Enfinger gets the win. And the playoff field is set. And I'm going to refer to my trusty old standings here to pull that up. You don't want to read it off the sheet in front of you? Oh, you have it there. Okay. <laughs> so Sheldon Creed goes in as your number one seed, followed by Zane Smith, Austin Hill, Grant Enfinger, Brett Moffitt, Ben Rhodes, Matt Crafton, Christian Eckes, Todd Gillen, and Ankrum. Tyler Ankrum. So they only take 10, huh? 10 is it. Okay. And they're all separated by 24 points, so this first race, which is... Uh, Coming up tomorrow night at Bristol should be exciting, I would say. Got yeah, some, definitely. Got some notable guys missing the playoffs, though. Kraus, Lassard, Friesen, not going to make it this year. I, I was surprised with uh, Friesen not making it. You know, it's KBM trucks and everything, and with how well he ran last year. But granted, that was GMS. And right. Kraus needing to either win or gain some big points on Gill in last week. His truck was horrible. He was like, Three or four laps down by the end of that race. It was ridiculous. What about Johnny Sauter? Are you surprised at all he didn't make it? Yeah, I'm surprised they actually even left him off that list because he was so far down in points I didn't even look. <laughs> he is way back there. He's got like a black cloud over his head <sighs> this year. Yeah. So you got two drivers going into the playoffs with three wins. That would be Sheldon Creed and Grant Enfinger. I would say it's probably going to come down to those two at some point for the championship. I don't know. I mean, you can't. The top five to me are ones that you can't ca- count out at this point with Creed, Smith, the Thumb, Hill, and <laughs> Finger and Moffat. I mean, and I hate to say it, but Crafton, you never know him. He could right. be up there. Right, right. Yeah. The guy that seems to win championships without wins can't ever count him out. I didn't get a chance to watch much of the truck race, but it's Bristol, baby, so I might have to. Yeah, this will be a good Another one. Thursday night race. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we have Xfinity, race one. You got uh, Sindrick, stage one. Allgaier wins second stage. And overall, he actually sweeps the Xfinity weekend. You got Chastain with a second stage win in uh, race two. Second week in a row that Chastain Rex going for a lead with Hamlin once again. I don't know if there's some rivalry brewing there. No, you know what? That's some uh, Dale forgetting to delete out a line from oh, the okay. week before. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, what did I miss here? Hamlin was in the Richmond race. So uh, apparently we were wrong last week. Bristol is the last race before the playoffs. No real changes there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really no chance in anything changing with them. Like, right. I think it's like 60, or not 60, but 50 points or 51 points. So Jeremy Clements is currently 49 back of Brandon Brown. So you're talking almost a full race behind. So, yeah, you're probably right there. And barring a miracle, the top 12 is pretty much set for Xfinity. Of course, you got Cindric and Briscoe leading the way with 11 wins combined. But Allgaier sneaks up there with his two wins. He's now at three. I wonder if he'll be a contender now for this thing. He's catching some heat. He could be. Um, 
you can never really count him out. I mean, yeah, he's probably the veteran of the Xfinity series at this point. Now that Elliot Sadler is uh, out of there, right? Now, of course, this projected playoff points. I'm not sure if they're including Cinder getting the regular season championship or not. But if the playoffs started today, Algaier would be 20 back to start out. Okay. Briscoe would be five. So. Briscoe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see how that shapes out. I, I mean, I think the Xfinity and Truck Series are more wild cards for the championship than the Cup Series is, in my opinion. Yeah, because you really don't know. At least with the Cup, you kind of have an idea right. who's going to finish, you know, within a yeah place or two. I mean, nobody probably predicted Allgaier to sweep the weekend, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. But just shows you to come up out of nowhere. Uh, and then with the Cup Series, Denny Hamlin wins Stage 1. Uh, Kozlowski wins Stage 2 and overall really kind of dominated the race. Hunter led just about half of it. Fourth win of the season. I think we're going to have to start talking about him as legitimizing himself as that third driver to compete with Hamlin and yeah, Harvick. I didn't we will. In, I didn't have him in as... Uh, the final. I don't even think I had him in the final four. I did. Ah, uh, I did. I do not think I did, no. Dale had one Ryan Blaney in his final four. That's not looking too good. It still could happen. <laughs> it could happen. Probably needs a win this week. But, mm. uh... What? Truex, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Logano, Dylan, and Chase Elliott rounding out your top five. I have to say, um, I don't like doing this, but I gotta give some credit to Austin Dillon these last few weeks. He's really been driving really yeah. well. Surprisingly, yeah, I mean, like I, like I told you guys, pretty uh, much the best that three cars look. Yeah. Since it's... Reddick's definitely tailed off. Since they hit the wall at Daytona. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, there was a point last weekend where, you know, we kind of texted each other and said, could Austin Dillon really win this race? Yeah. He, yeah. Let, he let a pretty few laps I think there. it was like 55. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, he was laying him down. And then he got that pit road penalty and charged his way back up there quick. Right. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson, that's another story. I'm really starting to hate him again. <laughs> I was just starting to like the man, and not, he keeps screwing me this year here. I think I'm the only one that had some success with him. Yeah, I yeah. definitely did not. Tim got a grand total of, what, one point? I think two, because <laughs> no, he, two. he got... Like, yeah, no, no, I think it was... First one, I got a one. One point, one point with him. And yeah. I think the second time I took him, I only got... Maybe like six or seven. Or yeah, something. it definitely didn't. It, the I total know, was not ten. You definitely that. have a one point in yes. there. Well, you had him when he hit the inside wall at Darlington, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. going for the lead, right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, no, he was leading. He was leading. Going for a lap car. Yeah. How would we have handled that if, if somebody picked him for Charlotte? And he got Whatever the points were. So zero. So zero. That would have sucked. Yeah, right. Goes from 49 to zero or whatever <laughs> it was. I think, wasn't it like 50? Or 50, something yeah. like It was up there. It was enough. So, of course, uh, two two drivers punched their ticket with wins. Harvick and Kozlowski and Hamlin's far enough above. He's going to advance to the next round as well. So there's still, uh, what is it, eight, uh, nine spots available? Nine spots. This weekend so. at Bristol. So everybody's still alive. Of course, a win locks you in automatically. But uh, the guys at the bottom definitely have to worry about some points now. So so while we're on that topic about the round of 12, did you guys like actually look at the tracks that are included in that? I have not. You got Vegas. Talladega and Charlotte, aka the Roval. You have like two really wild card races in there. Yeah. Like really, Vegas is the only one that is normal, and then Talladega, anything could happen, and then the Roval, pretty much anything could happen either. Like it's that's a scary 
three races to go into a playoff kind of thing. Yeah. With. I think they should have spaced out these tracks a little differently, to be honest. I, I don't like how they put Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol all in the same. Yeah, because they're basically three kind of short tracks a little bit. Then the next three have some weird ones. You guys know my thoughts on Darlington. I think it should be the finale every year, but that's just me. I w- I'd be okay with that. I mean, yeah, the only thing that would be weather. It. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I think alternating would be pretty neat. Right. But, I mean, to put those three tracks in the same round, I think, is kind of unfair because the guy that struggles at short tracks, I mean, you're seeing it kind of with Blaney right here. Right. He doesn't usually struggle at short tracks. Well, he is now. Well, a lot sure. of that has to do with his crew chief getting kicked out and right. the team basically being thrown that curveball right on right. race day. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, you know, like as far as Chase Elliott goes, I think he said Richmond is probably his worst track. Well, he still finished fifth. Right. Yeah. Which is impressive. So, yeah, which is saying something there. But I mean, I, if anything, it probably helped Dylan the most because there are three tracks that he actually is pretty decent at. Right. And actually, even Talladega, he could go out and win that and lock himself into eight. And, well, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, let's say for argument's sake, Vegas comes down to fuel mileage or something crazy happens. Yep. You could have three guys that you wouldn't expect moving on to the round of eight. Right. Just because of, like Dale said, with those tracks that are in there. And you can never count out uh, Almirola if he makes it with Talladega. He might win it backwards or on his roof <laughs> right. or whatever. He's going to start the race going backwards. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's definitely getting interesting no. here because uh, probably two drivers below the cut right now that we didn't expect to see there were probably Byron and Blaney, I would say. I would definitely say Blaney. Um, Byron, I didn't. I think I actually had him going out in my round of right. the first round. I know I definitely had Custer. I think I had Matty D. You had Dylan. I'm the only one that had Dylan advancing. Oh, really? Yeah. I know I had Kurt Busch getting eliminated. He looks shaky at best. He's only seven ahead of the cut right now. So, um, As far as our, our uh, standings go, Tim is really starting to pull away here. We were just saying while you're upstairs, you never have a bad week. I don't know how you pull this off. But Me either. <laughs> Me either. You must be calling NASCAR for picks. I, I have called a couple of times. <laughs> Surprise! I email them, at least. It's easier. So Tim got 57 for the race winner, Brad Kozlowski. Uh, Dale got a, a solid 49 from Logano. Surprise! Fans go with Christopher Bell. He gets him 22. and Loser! Like I said, Jimmy Johnson screwing me again with six. And uh, I knew as soon as they said, oh, he's got some right rear damage. That's oh, it. There it goes. That's yeah, it. That's it. Hit the wall already, first stage. I, I missed that part of the race where he actually hit the wall, and I was just looking through it. I remember seeing the ticker scrolling by, and I'm like, the hell is Jimmy doing in 31st already a yeah. lap down? Like, All night happened? it seemed like he could never get that lap back. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he's five, six laps down, and at that point... I almost uh, texted you at one point and said, hey, Quinn Hoof is only one lap behind him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was ready to make a driver change by ha- halfway through the first Sweet. stage there, but uh, yeah, we'll get to the overall standings here in a minute. But Tim's really starting to pull away. You're almost 100 points ahead, so you're almost ready to lock up that championship. Mostly, mostly. <laughs> so, so what did you guys actually think about this race at Richmond? Did you? I like wasn't it a huge or... fan of it. I, I just I don't know. Like same thing. The only cautions again are stage breaks. Stage breaks. It's just getting yeah. old. I mean. I, I don't want to see cars being torn up or anything, but just right. some sort of action a little yeah. bit. Well, there was such major tire fall-off once again, just like at Darlington. I mean, the cars were, you had to come to pit road. Once somebody hit pit road, everybody had to come because you're losing so much track time. Right. It was actually kind of surprising to me, actually, that 
Brad dominated the way he did, but they said in the broadcast, he was saying all week, you know, if we don't go and dominate this race, I'm going to be disappointed. And he did just he that. He did that? Yes, he did. said he wants that car for Phoenix, so. Right. But yeah, we know I, he runs good there. I uh, was watching, I forget what it was. It was a video today on NASCAR.com, and I think it was Cole Pern said, though, I know Keselowski says he wants his car for Phoenix, but history's told me if you don't show up to the last race of the year with a brand new car, you're way behind. So, because everybody's yeah. making advancements all year leading right. up to that. So, well, now we're starting to hit some of the tracks that we raced at previously in the season. So, you might see some guys bringing the cars that they won with. But, uh, well, not only that, but here's what I think is going to happen a little bit. Um, you know how we've kind of forgot about some of these guys throughout the year? Like, for example, let's just say Bowman the Showman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he won the second race of the year. And then and it almost leads me to believe, like, were these guys kind of just experimenting and saying, hey, we're locked in, screw it, we're going to be in the top six True, right. So let's experiment, see what we can do. It'd be a good strategy, and definitely. And if you look at the last couple of races, again, he's back in the top ten. Right. right. Well, I like yeah, that. I definitely wouldn't sleep on, on Bowman, at least to get to the next round or maybe two. Right. I would say two. Right? Um, you know, Martin Truex Jr. is a guy that you can never count out, really. I mean, he seems to have a knack for finishing second or third every week. He's a top three machine. Yeah. It's hard to believe he's only still got that one win. Now, if only he could, he could uh, pass people without um, bitching about it. Exactly. Yeah, right. Or actually, people could pass him without bitching about it. <laughs> yeah, if the shoe's on the other foot, it's okay. But yeah, we'll see what happens here. We got uh, Byron Custer, Benedetto, and Blaney currently the four out. But, I mean, they're only separated by 27 points total. So, man, Blaney's... Still a decent amount, though, because yeah. you only get 60 a race. And to make up 27, it's a mm-hmm. lot. Like I lot. said, it's pretty much going to be winner go home for Blaney, I think. He picked a hell of a time to try to cheat. <laughs> well, his team did, not him. Yeah, really. All right, time to hit the pits. All right, so topic number one. Dale, I'll start with you since this is your guy here. Are you buying Austin Dillon's performance so far, and can it continue? I'm going to say yes, and here's the reason for that. Um, we saw with Tyler Reddick earlier, those cars, they ha- finally have some speed, and it, it wasn't by chance that he was out there fuel, fuel, fuel mileage or anything like that. Sound like you trying to say waste car. Waste car. Waste way. But <laughs> waste um, it, he was legitimately passing cars and coming from the rear to the front this week, and um, Darlington is strong. It'll be interesting to see what happens this week with Bristol, but I think he's got definitely enough points built up already at this point to say he's probably safe. But I'm buying into it. I mean, at least to get to the next round, definitely. Let's not forget, too, before the pandemic break, we were all saying how good the Chevy looked this year compared to last year. So, yep. And like I was just saying earlier, you got Talladega in there. He is a good restrictor player. Right. Right. What do you think, Tim? I'm going to agree with, with that. A bit of a cushion on him. So I think he's going to have more of a head on him when he's driving. So I don't think he's going to take too many risks. He's His wife's gonna... got a nice cushion on her, too. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, I think so. I guess I'm going to start drinking the Kool-Aid as well. Uh, Austin Dillon has really caught me by surprise. I did not expect him to run this well. And I look at these next three races, and I don't see any pickups really coming for him. So, right. 
long as it isn't, you know, killing crushed panels and putting burns on his ass, it could be all right. <laughs> yeah, the only one I see that could potentially be rough for that team is maybe the I don't think he's really that good of a road course racer. Yeah, like you said, he could easily win Talladega and punch his ticket. Yeah, and I mean, Vegas, was it Vegas where uh, um, Reddick was finished second that I picked him? Or... Uh, Kansas or Kentucky? Okay. One of those two. But another one of those like highline tracks. Or no, it was Homestead, wasn't it? Maybe. Uh, yeah, it was, it was Homestead. Homestead. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could just see him running decent in Vegas. Yeah, I could tell. Um, Tim, you think any drivers outside the top 12 could get a win and end in the second round? And that would be Custer, DeVenedetto, Byron, or Blaney. Or like you said about Blaney. That's probably the closest one I can think of, right? I think second would be uh, So do you think it actually happens? Yeah, I do. you know, having something to push for is going to be a big factor for him, right? So him knowing that he can, you know, win or go home, like you said, I think he'll, he'll definitely get at least one, obviously, at yeah. least one is all he needs. He had a fast car at Bristol in the spring, and I forget who hit him, but somebody tore the front off his car, and that was the end of his day. Right. I would know because I picked him for that race. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Brad ended up winning, but again, it was two cars getting together that saved the way for that. So right. I'm going to change the question a little bit to, will a driver outside the top 12 get into the next round with the win? And I'm going to say no. I'm going to change the four tires right now. too far behind the eight ball here and it's not going to work out honestly despite unless Kevin Harvick or Hamlin doesn't win the championship it's probably the most disappointing for the line of the season if he gets one made in the first four no without a doubt and Josh I'm going to actually agree with you if anyone's going to do it it's going to be Blaney but don't sleep on Matty D he runs well at Bristol he does he does but I picked him last Bristol, and that was a poor performance. Yeah, not so, like, it's, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like for him, it's the lights got a little too bright for him this year. Driving yeah. for those small teams, you know, it's expected that you struggle. Yeah. And when you run well, everybody's like, oh, wow, where'd he come from? But now the expectation is you need to get top 10s, top 15s, right. win races. He hasn't been doing that, so I almost wonder if the pressure kind of got to him running for that larger team. Right. Could be. It'll be interesting to see what happens with silly season. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to shake up still. Um, I just could ask me about the rumors, but I see it's the next <laughs> <laughs> So, word on the street is that Kyle Larson is uh, the leader in the clubhouse to get the 48. You buying it, Dale? I'm still not drinking that Kool-Aid on that one. <laughs> I don't know. I, would I mind seeing it? No. But... I still just can't see Chevy getting behind him after the way that they dropped him, dropped the sprint car operation and pulled all that money out. You know, Rick Hendrick, um, he's got deep pocketbooks, put the Hendrick cars on the cars every once in a while as well. So they said, people are saying that he could talk Chevy into this, but I don't know. I mean, it is probably your best chance of having a champion, uh, championship driver being picked up in free agency right now right yeah and if anything you can what i was reading too is he's going to get more money based off of this like this could be potentially the best thing that ever happened to him in a way because he went out dominated the sprint car circuit 
and it's opened has, a lot of eyes. Yeah, and I mean, has a hell of a lot more confidence now coming into this after winning all those races. What is it? I think it's like a two and a half, two point five average finishing position That's over crazy. like sixty or seventy races. That's ridiculous. Even like thirty something races out of fifty. Something ridiculous. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's 31 out of 52 or And he's not racing against like local short track people. These are world of outlaws and Tony Stewart's like sprint car challenge things. These are the premier guys on dirt, right? And he's going out and whooping up on them. Yep. I'm actually going to rev the engine on this. I believe we're at first because of the Chevy deal, but the thing you have to remember is. That 48 car has a guaranteed sponsorship for next year with Allen. Right. So it's not like he has to go look for sponsors. It's there. But he has right. to convince the sponsor. Right. And I'm just going to say, if anybody could do that, you know, Rick Hendricks, the Chevy guy, he has a lot, a lot of play in the yeah. Chevy. I, I, if he gets that 48 right, I'm going to say it right now. He seems to be uh, a front runner for the championship next year. Yeah. Because I, I'll admit, I never realized how talented Kyle Larson was until he started doing these dirt races. Which I think, like you said, opened, yeah. opened a lot of eyes there. I mean, he saw some talent there, but it was only like, you know, Michigan, California. Right, so, right. Longer track. Yeah, but I mean, sorry, Tim, no, right. off there. Like, look at what Matt Kenseth is doing in that car right now. Same exact car, same crew, right. same everything. We're talking Matt Kenseth, uh, champion. Yeah. And. Can even squeak out top 20, basically. Like, right. I'm sure one of his best finishes was still his first race in the car. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. I think that was like his second or third best finish at this point, right? Could have won a brick there. No, I picked them. <laughs> yeah, that's that right. was a hell of a win, though. That's right. I, I'm still sour about that because that bet, that $2 bet that I would have won like 2500 oh, bucks, oh, yeah. on, and both guys finished second in the races yeah. that week. Well, let's be honest. He should have finished third because Hamlin blew a tire. So. Right. But he did. What do you think, Tim? Larson um, 48? It, it, that was a tough one. I, I was back and forth about it, but I think I'm going to drink some of that Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, like the obvious facts, you know, about Hendrick having a, you know, a lot of lean in, the, in Chevy and all that, but I mean, I think I would like to see him up at uh, Stuart Hawk, right? I think he would probably excel. He'd definitely be the top guy there yeah. at that point. He's, he would be a uh, a, uh, well, yeah, top guy, but, uh, well, yeah, definitely contender, but like a veteran, veteran. Oh, yeah. He'd be a veteran there and, you know, bringing up the, the young guys. And, yeah. They're pretty much all veterans at this right. point. But I think, uh, if, I think it could happen that he's going to have to do that. If, uh, talk to, yeah. Now, the other interesting thing about this, though, is if this does happen, there are rumors as well of Briscoe coming up to the 14 or potentially staying with Boyer. So I, I still don't see Boyer in that car. I think it either comes down to Briscoe or Watterson at this point. See, I was just going to say with these rumors heating up, it's starting to look like maybe Zippy was right when he said Stuart House to stay in the same next year. Right. I, I still... Like Mike's saying here, it's, I I think Clint misses an opportunity if he doesn't go to the booth next year. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, go, definitely. Go out while you're still a contender. You're still doing good. Don't do like a lot of these drivers do and end up tarnishing your Racing career. Too long. Racing too long. Right, right. 
It'll probably make more money in the damn booth, right? It definitely would. 100% would. Right? Yeah, I mean, how could you, in Cindric or Briscoe's case, if one of those guys wins the championship of the season they had, how could you pass on them? Right. Yeah. I think they both deserve a cup right next year, but we might only see one or neither of them get one. And I'm just pointing out, so far all my predictions have been right. We know, so except for your, I think this one's gonna drive you though. It's gonna be ironic when your own driver <laughs> screws you on your pick. It, it could be, and, <laughs> and you know what, Tim? If this does happen, I may have to get some of those 48 cars off of here. <laughs> you know, and maybe um, you could actually stay a 48 fan. Well, actually, one of them, I think, will. I'll have to definitely give you one. Is there a way we could, like, melt down the 48 and 42 and just mess them together? Yeah, there you go. Cut them in half. Yeah. But I think one of those 48s was uh, given to me as a gift. So, I mean, I'll definitely give you that one. (laughs) This isn't a real real spoiler. Yeah, it fell off. All right, final, like, before we move on, Dale, so it's clear that you're rooting for Larson wherever he is, right? Oh, yeah. No matter what. I'm not changing Yep. I won't. As crazy as that sounds, I mean, I've never really been a huge Hendrick fan, but if Larson ends up there, yeah, I will support Larson. It's kind of like, think about it like with me in football, right? I've always kind of followed my players that I like until... Santana Moss. Yeah, Santana Moss until <laughs> he got to the Redskins. Right. R.I.P. But, you yeah. know, I should say the football team. Yeah, who cares? And, <laughs> we're all family here. And uh, We're all family <laughs> You know, I, I still have my Jets jerseys. I still have all that stuff. Right. But I just stuck with the skin. Well, football team. Yeah. So the final one is with Brad Kozlowski's four wins. Does he now pose a legitimate threat to getting Hamlin and Harvard for the championship? How far back is he again? Uh, well, I mean, none of that matters once yeah, you get home. Yeah, the final reset next round. Um, I'm gonna, I'll start with this one. I'm going to rev the engine. Definitely. Uh, even if he just had a solid run Saturday night, I was going to probably say he would be that third guy, but I, I think he's definitely, um, you look at the upcoming tracks, we know he's a hell of a restricted plate racer. Uh, Vegas, he runs well. Charlotte Road Course, he's a good road course driver. And then Martinsville, obviously, dominated there last year, led almost every lap. So, yeah, I definitely see him getting up there with Hamlin and Harvick. Yes, and I all agree with that. He's got his confidence back. I mean, he's been quiet for quite a while. Right. A couple of mishaps here and there. But I think uh, they should definitely be looking in their rearview mirror to figure that number two in the back. Right. So to answer your question, Tim, he's 31 points in the garbage right now. I'm going to be in agreement with you guys on this one. I've always kind of considered him a contender. I know I didn't put him in the... Final four, only one of us here did. But it's just—I don't know. Like he's always there. He's got a great crew chief, quietly sneaking up in there. So I mean, one of the best crew chiefs possible is his crew chief right now. So he's got a definite legitimate chance. Are you serious about Bald? Yeah, he's got four wins with him. I mean, you can't tell me he's not one of the best crew chiefs. There's only two others with more, right? You think if Paul Wolf was there, he might have six or seven wins? No, I don't either. Um, Probably one of the quietest four-win seasons ever. Right. I mean, nobody's really talking about it. Nope. Right. I kind of like it that way. Everybody's got a side of mind. Harvick and Hamlin, and here comes Brad out of yep. nowhere. I will say this, though. It's happened before. Right. I think Hamlin is doing his normal Denny Hamlin thing. Joke already. You can see it. He, his finishes are getting progressively worse. Yep. Um, 
I think that team probably just wrote out, like, you know how I was saying all these other teams, I think, are doing some experimental stuff once you're locked in? Yeah. They were just trying to get the wins and build up those bonus points, so they really weren't experimenting. I think that's going to come back to bite them like it usually does, because these other teams are, have already have been experimenting and are going to have some new things to go into the playoffs. And the thing that's going to hurt Hamlin with that is his teammates really weren't able to experiment either. Kyle Busch was, you know, still struggling and was struggling right. the whole year. Granted, he's back to getting in the top 10 at least now. Um, Truex, he's been top five, he's won a couple races, but they, he's not the type of driver that really goes out and experiments with stuff. They're just right. consistent and right. do what they're going to do. So it's pretty ironic that Kyle Busch is 18 points above the cut line going into the Bowl. So he's definitely far from safe. Yeah, he's not safe at all. I mean, he gets wrecked in stage one or something. They can't fix the car. He might be out. But it's crazy to think we're even talking about Kyle Busch in the cut line in the first right. round. But here we are. All right, so that was hitting the pits. Do we have any Facebook questions? I think we just have comments, right? Yeah, just some comments that we had. Michael said that he thinks Quinn should go to the booth. Yeah, it's a really good move. Like, I don't know if they'll fill that third spot if he doesn't go, but like you guys said, he's definitely missing an opportunity. Right. Is there, is there a chance that somebody else goes? I don't see anybody. I haven't heard anybody. No, I mean, there's not really any other. Anybody else. <laughs> I mean, DW comes back. And yeah. He forgot even what he was supposed to say last time. All right, so we'll skip the Q&A once again. So another Thursday night truck race, and this one is at Bristol. It's the first race of the playoffs. Um, I don't know anything to say about that. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I think, as much as I hate to say this, I think Austin Hill wins and locks himself into the next round, even though I hate him. Like, I'm going to go with a wild card here. I'm going to say Matt Crafton wins the race. Yeah, that was, that was close. I don't know why. I just have this funny feeling he's going to win it. Not the championship, but this race. Well, the one thing we forgot to mention is Endfinger uh, kind of like bookmarked the season. So he won the first race and won the last race before the playoffs. So. Right. The only reason I'm going with uh, Crafton here is experience. I think tracks like this. Playoff experience counts and just experience in general at the track. So I'm going with the tried and true veteran. You agree, Tim? Or are you picking someone else? I mean, I, I'll definitely agree, but um, I think uh, is it uh, Enfinger? I like. Yeah. I just you know I don't know why I don't know what it is that truck right there that truck right there I don't know what it is but <laughs> hey you know what uh, we got to give a shout out to uh, Timmy Hill too the last couple of races oh yeah uh, yep. Um, his own team and finishing ninth the last two weeks mm -hmm. and yeah, it's cool. pretty impressive. I, right. The uh, iRacing King. Uh, let's see, Xfinity, we got a Friday night race. It's the last one before the playoffs like we already talked about. Brandon Brown's got a 49-point lead, so I don't think anything will really change there. The excitement will have to wait a week for Xfinity. I mean, Jeremy Clements could go out and win it. That's about it at this point, or anybody else. Let's go home, yeah. It's uh, and I don't know. It's not a road course. I don't see that happening. Yeah. So are Xfinity and trucks racing every week now, or do they have off weeks again? Uh they only have seven races each left. Okay. So there's one week in there where the 
they'll probably be off or something like that. I'm pulling up Xfinity right now. I'm just curious because, you know, normally they don't race as much, so they're, they're off occasionally. But uh... Yeah, instead of the playoffs being three rounds like Cup, um, they're each only three. Okay. Xfinity got 12 guys, Trucks got 10. So they're actually racing right through, no breaks. They have uh, Vegas, Dega, Charlotte, Kansas, Texas, Martinsville, and Phoenix. Okay, well, yeah, that makes sense for Xfinity because some one of the, the trucks is gonna miss one of those. Right. Yeah. I don't know which one, but. Well, let me pull it up and see here. Probably the Roval, I'd have to say. I would think so. Yeah. So there's seven races total for trucks. Yep. Okay, so we got Bristol, Vegas, Talladega. Yeah, it's a road course. Yep. It's interesting to see them at all the same tracks for the rest of the year. Yeah. And while we're on that, fans are allowed at every single race from here on out. Right. Thank I was God. actually looking up tickets for Martinsville. Uh, where are you? <laughs> I was. And what are they going for? Um, not too bad actually. Some are decent seats. We're like eighty-five bucks piece. For where Martinsville? Martinsville. Is that a night race? I believe it is. It's only like a 12-hour drive. Let's take a road trip. <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, Junior Motorsports announcing that Sam Mayer will drive the second half of the 21 season for the for the team. He's only 18 years old, apparently. He'll turn 18. He's only 17 oh, at this wow. point. He's uh, in ARCA right now, and he's been killing it. Won really? a couple races already this year. Has Haley Deegan won yet? No. I don't know. Well, like, I mean, she's finished very decent here. And she there, got, but. what, second at Daytona? but She's not coming up anytime soon. Um, She's actually running a couple truck races, I think. Oh, really? For or, who? or uh, I don't know for who. She was supposed to, anyway. I forget if they maybe nixed that with this stuff going on. but Yeah, because I haven't heard anything. What do you guys think about uh, Daniel Suarez not being back with Gaunt Brothers next year? Josh is jumping ahead here. Crickets. But... Oh, you have that on here? <laughs> My bad. Oh, I okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, um, no. I mean, let's talk about it since you already brought it up. It's yes, it's already out of the bag. <laughs> it's My eyes can't read that far down. <laughs> I mean, it's... I don't know if I'm surprised by it. It's not like he's lit, lit the world on yeah, fire. I'm he's not done surprised. decent. Daddy's going to have to buy him another ride. Well, there's rumors of him in the 43. I can't what, what see is, that What's the infatuation with Suarez? I don't I get it. it. Well, I mean, if, you, can't, tell. if you think about it, he competed to almost make the chase last year. And, I mean, granted, it was in a Stuart Haas car, but it's... It goes back to what we said a few episodes ago about if you can bring in sponsorship, it doesn't matter if yeah, you're... it's all about sponsors. Yeah, right, right. Like, to me, he's a mediocre at best driver. That's the way I think of him. Yeah, but that's half the field. It's... I don't know. I think some of these got... guys are super talented. They just don't have the equipment to show it. They do, but like I mean, Tim you got the 48 car, and I'm not saying he's winning races, but oh, he's <laughs> going to win them all. He's probably running better than Jimmy is. Oh, <laughs> wow! I, I 100% which isn't agree. saying much, but he just pisses me off. But when I pick him, he struggles like hell. Well, what I'm hearing too, since we're uh, getting ahead of ourselves here, we might as well talk about the next one on that list. There. Well, there's rumors. So, yeah, you know, they're actually saying that that 96 car could potentially be. Um, bought out by Hamlin. Right. And then Bubba will be driving for that car with affiliation with Joe Gibbs Racing. Interesting. So, I, that, I was just about to ask because I didn't see that. 
um, except for when you guys brought it up in, a, in the group messages. So will that mean Denny stays in the eleven? Yep. And he'll just own. So now wait a minute. It'll right? be like a like an outside contractor kind of deal. Something like that. And yeah. I don't know how. I thought it's Spire possible already got the ninety six. The ninety five. Oh, that's bought. right. Yeah. That's so they're gonna and they're losing to Joe Gibbs. Uh, okay. There, so right. those cars aren't going to Spire. The only thing they're getting is the what you call it, the charter. Right. So think about it. Basically, just change that '96 team, sell their equipment or whatever, right. and you have the cars from the '95 for the show. Even even uh, Michael has the same idea. Daniel is uh, or was like Montoya. Yeah, top twenty, top twenty-five. At least Montoya won a race. Yeah, come on now, give Montoya a little bit more credit than that. I mean, <laughs> nope. he, he was a contender definitely on some of those ovals, especially. Yeah. Um, Martinsville, surprisingly, he ran really well at Bristol. He ran really well. Yeah. Um, Indy. Indy, he was amazing at. It's always stereotypical to just assume that the foreign guys are good road course racers. I don't think that. <laughs> All right, yeah, I do. But uh, no, I I read this statement about Bubba driving for a Denny Hamlin-owned team, and I start to wonder if maybe Hamlin's seeing the, the end of the tunnel here as far as his career goes and starting but to race, like doing, a race team. But he's doing so. Eh, he is. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, but that's you can only do the choke job so many times before it just gets old and you're like, that's true. Can't win until Harvick retires. <laughs> Which, I mean, he might race until his 50s, so. He'll probably still win until his 50s. Right. The thing about these guys nowadays is they keep themselves in such great shape. I mean, gone are the days of Jimmy Spencer eating fried chicken while he's racing. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> uh, hey, Clint Boyer would probably do that. Yeah, he'd, he'd be out there pounding the bush beer. Yeah, he'd be a bush beer. Yeah, Michael said he likes Montoya. He did well. Yeah, Mike's a big uh, Montoya fan. My memory of Montoya has got to be when he hit the jet dryer at Daytona. Why does yeah. everybody <laughs> got to go to that? That's literally the only one I remember. It's iconic. That's it. It's an iconic Montoya moment. You know what mine is? Juan Pablo Montoya. Mexico <laughs> Haviland Dodge. That's right. He started with her still running the Dodges. Love that paint scheme, by the way. Yeah, and it was just the way he said Dodge. <laughs> yep. I miss those on MRN. They don't do the driver intros anymore. Well, did you see that with football while we're on that intros? They they weren't allowed to do the player intros because of COVID. So, really? So they couldn't get the players one-on-one to do like that. Couldn't figure out how to do a Zoom player intro? Yeah, like how they would always say they were from some yeah. Wakanda forever or something like that. <laughs> Wakanda. Or... They tell you what kindergarten they went to? Uh-huh. All right. I like bikes. <laughs> so to preview the Cup Series here, we got a Penske front row with uh, Kozlowski on the pole, Logano outside pole to start out. Let's not forget, Logano was pretty much in position to win this race in the spring, and him and Elliott got together, ended that. Like we said with the playoff picture, though, Amarola, Kurt Busch, seven points ahead. Boyer, surprisingly, three points to the good. Yeah, it's going to be interesting between him and Byron again. What would be really interesting to me is if, like, say, Boyer and Custer are fighting it out to get in. Like, do you take your teammate out to make it to the next round? Well, uh, who who did that? Didn't somebody do that? Was it Xfinity? Uh, last race, Chastain and Haley and Almendinger. Didn't yeah? Didn't that happen? Yeah, I think like, don't it wasn't to like make the playoffs or anything. No, but it was. It's, it's, it's yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then you also had your time with uh, Michael Waltrip and uh, what was it? Truex and was it Boyer as well? With the intentional spin out. 
Yeah, yeah. Boyer intentionally spun Boyer himself yeah. to yeah. Uh, let Truex in. Right. And then they kicked Truex out. Listen, I'd wreck my mother to win a race, so. I'd wreck your mother to win a race. <laughs> <laughs> no, your mother. Oh, no, your mother. No, I, I, I don't know. I'd do I'd whatever it takes. Grandmother. I would do I would do whatever it takes. If it meant wrecking a teammate, so be it. I mean, you got to race for yourself, honestly. Screw you, Grandma. It's, you it's already got to We're not helping teammates here. Right. Now, here's the thing, too, though, is... If we could both get in, great, but... If they were one point, and I mean, it could come down to it with stage points. If they're one point, and you need that one point to get in, I mean, think about, what was it? It was Newman and Larson, wasn't it? That one year, and Newman just drove it into the corner and door slammed him. And, at Phoenix? Yeah. No, no, wasn't it was it at Phoenix? It, it was at Phoenix. And just door slammed him and basically put him into the wall to get that one spot to make the... To advance to the next round, right? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how that shakes out. But I mean, I'm sure we have a bunch of drivers that could probably clinch after stage one or even stage two. And, and you know what? Now that I think about that even more, I think that was the year he made it to the final four with Stuart Haas randomly. Newman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if he didn't do that, without a win, I think too. Yeah, and if he didn't do that, he <laughs> wouldn't have been there. Right. How about the year when uh, Carl Edwards and Tony Stewart tied? Like, how, how crazy is that to get a, have a tie? What about fantasy football? When me and Mark tied yeah. the year I won. Yeah. I won by default. In the championship game, they had a tie that they had a break. What did you go to really? for that? Bench points? No, we said Rock, it was... Uh, <laughs> what was it? Yeah, it was bench points. I guess that's the fairest way to do it if there's no bye week mixed in. Well, you guys don't have to worry about a tie this year. <laughs> At least for the Average Joe's contest. Good segue. Um, so we got Tim leading the way with 874. I'm second at 785. And here comes Dale all of a sudden. Bum, bum, Seven back. 778. And the fans are bringing up the rear. They're slipping away at 758. Those guys up too quick. I will say they kind of saved themselves a little bit with the Christopher Bell pick. I'm sure they pulled that one out of their ass. Yeah. I mean, it was only 22 points, so... I would take that from him versus Jimmy with six. True, true. So, the lists are getting pretty long and distinguished here about the drivers we can't use. I'm, I've am i got the longest one so far. That's but the first time he's ever said that. <laughs> Tim's not too far behind, though. I got he's one, only one slot one behind slot me. Behind. And Dale's sitting pretty right now. He's, he's got quite a few drivers he can still use, and as usual, he's got the first pick. I do, and after this week, I probably won't, so... Oh, oh, here we go. Uh, talking trash tough already. Guy. I am, I am. So. 96 points back and he's talking crap. Hey, make up 60 a week. <laughs> All right, well, I may have played a little bit earlier by saying that I don't think Ryan Blaney's going to win this I race. I knew he was taking him. I knew he was taking him. Because <laughs> I do think Ryan Blaney's winning this I, race. I, I, I heard some of the. He is getting into the next round. Wow. Suckers. So he's taking Ryan Blaney. Thank God, because I can't use him. Yes, you can. I can't use Blaney. I'm, I've I've been done with. He was my second driver off the board. Yeah. I used him up at Bristol when he wrecked his car. Oh, you know what? I didn't even pay attention to that, so I could have told you that earlier. Because <laughs> the two people I were thinking about were Ryan Blaney and somebody else. I'm not going to say right Don't now. Don't say it until we finish it. I already okay. got my pick. So, but I'm going to go last again, Dale. If that's okay with you. It is for another. Three weeks. <laughs> so the driver I'm picking has already won at Bristol this year. 
and he could very easily have had two wins if it wasn't for a certain Penske driver. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I just have a feeling from the beginning of the week about this guy. I'm going with the number nine of Chase Elliott. Oh, not who I was thinking. I thought you were going with another Penske car. That's what I thought. Nope. And actually, the one on Paul. Um, yep. No, he can't. I can't. So, Josh, you. Oh, I thought I meant uh, Joey. Oh. Josh, you have now exhausted your uses of Chase Elliott. Yep. I have exhausted my uses of Ryan Blaney. I'm telling you, my last use of Brad is my ace in the hole. But, uh, but what yeah. if it's when I take him? I'm still trying to figure out when I'm going to take him. I was going to save Chase for the Roval, but uh, I don't know. I just have a funny feeling this is the week. Could be. All right, Tucson Tim. What you got? Is he going to take a driver from Tucson, Arizona? Oh, is there one? There is. We talked about him earlier, Alex Bowman. Oh, I can't. I'm out of Bowman. Oh, are you? Shucks. But you can never have enough. Why don't you take the other 88? Oh, wait. <laughs> the 88B. Um, I did have two in mind, uh, but I think I need to save the other one. So I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. That was my second one I was, was thinking. It? Of. Yep. Yeah. it was between Blaney and Kurt Busch for me. Yeah. That's a solid pick. So that is another driver used up for Tucson 10. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Yes, you have. Yeah, Very you did use them a few weeks ago. At Darlington, he used them. Yeah, he did. I just... He's the last one on your list. He used one time. Oh, you used one time. Okay, never mind. I thought you said I couldn't use them. Yeah, I used them at Darlington. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to say that the Bristol Night Race is probably my favorite race. Of yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah, definitely going to be a fun one. It's tossed up between this and the Southern 500 right. for me anymore. The Southern 500 kind of gets the edge sometimes with the throwbacks, but I, I feel like they're kind of lame this year for the most part. I like Harvick's, but... Speaking of that, did you notice uh, J.J. Yaley didn't change his car from last week? Right, probably couldn't afford to. Yeah, <laughs> they had that uh, throwback scheme to the nerf on it yep. at uh, Richmond. Yeah, if the paint scheme works, just keep running it. Yeah, probably, it's definitely the paint scheme. Oh, yeah. Probably finished higher than Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, so the Bristol Night Race, definitely exciting stuff. Uh, it's not what it used to be, though. No, no, it isn't. When we'd be doing shots of Goldschlager for every caution flag and Jesus. puking alongside the house. Um, The best news of all is that it's going to be like 35 degrees on the green flags yeah. flying. So. Is it really? Yeah, it's going to be cold. Nice and fast. Here it will be, here. Tennessee, they're allowing, what, about 30,000 fans? I did not see. I think I heard 30,000, which for Bristol is like a Nothing. <laughs> Anything else on Bristol? Let's just hope there's some excitement finally. I think there will be. Okay. So it's, the cut, it's probably, other than restrictor play, probably the best cutoff race. So right? what do you think happens if it comes down to Keselowski leading the race Blaney in second. Do you think he pulls over? Mm, well, no. no. I do. No. Do? Yeah. Team orders? Team orders. No. What are they going to say? Brad, pull over. You're out of a job next year? No, they're not going to have to say anything. They're just going to say, hey, 12 cars in second place. He's catching you. and You're going to let him catch you. Well, if he gets, if he wins the race, he gets, what, 10, 10 playoff points or bonus points? Just be five. Oh, five? Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. I'm that. looking at no. it like that way. I'm like, I gotta go for do win. everything I can to try to catch Harvick and Hamlin next round. Right, to go for the win. This isn't. Uh, I'm not pulling uh, over. He might, but I wouldn't. 
At the, I, this is the kind of sport where you, right at the end, it's it's not a team sport. Yeah. It's you're racing to win a championship. And honestly, if Blaney's running second, he might already have the edge to get in. Possibly, depending on what the other guys. points is a hell of a lot. It is. If he picks up a stage win, though, and the other guys are struggling. I will say this, though. There is a good chance that some of these guys I could see falling out of the top ten and not getting any stage points. So, you finish in the top three, let's just say, you might get, I don't know, let's just say 18 points by finishing in the top three both times. That's That gets you down to nine. Then you only have to beat the guy by nine spots. Well, how about this? We talked about guys from the bottom four that could make it up into the top 12, but who do you think from the top 12 might fall out? Uh, I'm looking at Eric Amarola. I, I'm, I would be nervous. He's if definitely I was a top guy. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough track for him. I would say Kurt Busch stands out to me. Yeah, Watch he's yourself. one that's going to potentially fall out. Not, not at Bristol, <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it's just those Ganassi cars, I, I don't know, I just... They're not top-tier equipment. I would say anybody from Kyle Busch on back should be worried. 18 points or less is not a lot when it comes to Bristol. Now, I'll say if you're sitting 25 or greater, even 20 after stage one, I think you're probably okay. Right. So I'm thinking like everybody from Bowman on up could probably clinch after the first stage. Yeah. He's 27, 28, 36. They won't officially clinch, but... Right. Things are probably without... a little easier. Yeah. All right, cool. Time to go around the sports world. So we had our first NFL action this weekend. Of course, we had the uh, opener last Thursday when we were recording the Chiefs. Won that one handily against the Texans. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. What's that? Fairly easily. Yeah. It was 31-7 to at one point. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a big day. Pat Mahomes pretty much picked up where he left off last mm-hmm. year. Biggest surprises of week one. I have to say from a disappointing standpoint, I probably drink the Kool-Aid, as I've said again tonight. But Every year. Cleveland Browns. Oh, that Kool-Aid. I thought you were going to say the Kool-Aid of Dallas. No, I'm done with that. I'm done right now. Absolutely. I know it's the Ravens, but, man, they look horrible. I don't I don't even know. It's it, it's the Browns. It's They're so talented. No matter, Their roster is... There's no matter how much talent is on that team, it happens every year. I guess Baker Mayfield's not very good, to be honest. I mean, Odell Beckham's starting his stuff again. Oh, yeah, of course. They're sharing some trade rumors to possibly New England. Oh, God. Which is kind of crazy because he wanted to be there to play with Landry. And, right. Well, I think Landry's kind of hurt now, too, from what I just read before. God, I hope not. I have to start him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, as far as the disappointment goes, I would have to go with Cleveland. What do you think, Tim? 31-6, to six, I think it was. I mean, even uh, to be honest, even though they won, I have to go with the Steelers. Yeah. I just, <laughs> they just didn't. Big Ben was not Big Ben. Right. He even said after the game that he felt like he got hit by a truck or something. Yeah, it's a, like I was reading, it felt like he was in a car accident yeah. like the next day. Like, so I mean, defense looked great though. Oh, defense stopped stopped the Barkley. Like, they nothing, didn't do but, anything. And, but and offensively, I didn't think they did. I mean, they won, but I don't think they did as well they should have. Don't right. forget, Big Ben outrushed Barkley nine to six. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. 
they did kind of get lucky because Deontay Johnson muffed that punt on yeah. the opening drive, and the Giants got the ball inside the five and couldn't punch it in. Right. Like, why would you kick the field goal there and not go for it? Right. You have to go for it at that point. Yeah, and one of the best backs in the league just handed to him four times. Right. Well, and you say that, like, there was a I, – I read this the other day, too, and actually I heard it on a podcast. It was a stat about um, Lamar Jackson, and it was his, like, basically his coming out with the coach and said he was on the sidelines, he was pissed off, and the coach looks at him like, why are you mad? And it was a fourth and two or something, and they were on, like, the eight-yard eight line. It's like, I want to go for it. Coach called timeout, let him go for it. Ran it for uh, first down himself and then ran it in for the touchdown. And then that was basically what set it off with Jackson and them trusting him to be able to decision maker. Do that this week with Daniel Jones. Who knows? It could have been something big for his career, too. Like just right. big motivation kind of thing. Yeah. Like, hey, give him the all confidence right. boost. Yeah, we got the touchdown. We got it. I helped the team get this here. Here we go. Let's go. And I can't tell you how pissed I am that J.K. Dobbins scored both of the rushing touchdowns and not Ingram. Tell me about it. I drafted him. Uh, I'll tell you. A lot of fantasy disappointment this week for me, for sure. Player disappointment for me, I think, uh, was a big hype on uh, Joe Burrow. Mm. That, that interception well. that he threw, I don't know what he was thinking. He yeah. threw it right in the... Yeah. That, like, shuffle pass as he's, like, scrambling. Yeah. Like, what yeah, are that you was, doing? That's, that was a 100% rookie move right there was no reason for that you run it or you toss it out of the way when i looked at the schedule i figured that was going to be the ugliest game of the day and it didn't disappoint (laughs) i mean they were on the what the three yard line and he he makes a a pass to was it aj green and the push off that's it 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 was a push off oh yeah absolutely it was the one in the dallas game wasn't that yeah that one was questionable (laughs) that one i didn't think that one that was total bullshit so my biggest surprise of the week I got to go with my boys, the football team. I mean, how can I? Honestly, it's, I can't argue with you on that one. That defense looked amazing. They already have like, the first rushing defense. Yeah. What did they get? Eight sacks, I think, by the end of the day. Um, might have even been more. And three picks. One was called back, which sucked for an offside call. But yeah, I don't know. The defense is going to be tough. And another big surprise for me, like an upset land, I got to say, I had the Colts going pretty far in the playoffs. Oh, God. And losing to Jacksonville. And just, I don't know, Rivers looked, he looked a mess. And they lost Marlon Mack for the year already. Yeah. That was like the first quarter. Yeah. They have a good, solid stable of running backs, so they'll make it through. But you could probably lump the Eagles into the most disappointing, too, with a 17 nothing lead. And Carson Wentz turning the ball over left and right. Right. I I don't know what they were thinking with that. I mean, with Sanders going down, and then didn't their other running back go down, too? Scott got hurt, too. Yeah. So, apparently... I had money on Eagles, too. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently it came out on the pregame shows that uh, Zach Ertz was getting into it with the GM about a new contract. Yeah, and that's why I think you saw Goddard basically yeah. take over. And I mean, Ertz did get his touchdown, but... Thank God, because if it wasn't for that, I lost anyway, but... Kittle, Kittle was another big disappointment for me. Right. But he didn't really do much, but he may even be out this week because, you yeah. know, possible knee injury. Right. I would have to say the biggest positive surprise for me was probably Seattle. I mean, they gave up over 500 yards of offense to Atlanta and still won by multiple touchdowns Yeah. in Atlanta, which, you know, without fans doesn't really matter, but you still have to travel. Yeah. Russell gave me a lot of points. Yeah, he was solid. Someone's got to plug their laptop in. Yeah, said OBS was disconnected. We're offline. No. 
Oh, yep, so we're out. Cool. Okay. We're back. We're back. Um, yeah, I would have to say Seattle definitely. I actually, did we do Super Bowl picks? Yeah. I could have sworn I said Seattle and uh, Kansas City. It could be wrong, though. No, you said New Orleans. New Orleans, okay. Man, Tom Brady looked awful, too, didn't he? Oh, it was oh, great. great. I love seeing it. It was great. Yeah. And then Arians threw him under the bus after the game. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, Tom made two mistakes there. Shouldn't throw oh, yeah. those balls. But yeah. what are you going to do? That's great to see that. I, I still can't believe what I was texting with you guys. That first touchdown when he ran it in, I thought for sure that was going to be a touchdown to Gronk. Like, oh, yeah. That, that's the perfect storyline like of Tom Brady. Gronk, Gronk didn't do anything. Yep. No, he didn't. O.J. Howard scored. Did they Gronk. even talk about him? Not really. I didn't hear anything. Uh, Richard Sherman on IR? I missed that. Yeah, yeah, I just saw that. What is yeah. it? Uh, I didn't see what it was. But I that one. Yeah, he's on IR. They put him on it today. I can well, tell you in a second. The 49ers are apparently signing Mohamed Sanu as well. I know. I picked him up. Did you? <laughs> he got drafted in my other league. Somebody took a flyer on him. But, uh, I mean, the 49ers definitely need receivers, though. They have nobody. I mean, D- Debo Samuel it's apparently. calf injury. Oh, geez. Debo Samuel apparently re-injured his broken foot, so he's going back to IR. He's already on it. Uh, oh, he was? Yeah, he's already on it. But with the new IR rules, you can come back after three weeks, yeah, so it's a little different say. with COVID. But uh, a lot of big injuries. This I don't think it's unexpected, honestly. Right. Pissed off to see Godwin in concussion protocol. That's going to kill me in my one league. Well, actually, I didn't pick Sanu up in, this, in our league. I picked him up in another one. So he is sitting out there. I think. Oh. Let me just pick him up. There we go. <laughs> Drew Brees is going to have to earn his paycheck this week if Michael yeah. Thomas doesn't play. And they're playing Monday night against the Raiders, so if you have him for fantasy, it's going to be tricky to try to figure out what to do with him. Can't wait till Monday to figure it out. Right. So how do everybody's uh, fantasy teams do? I don't think any of us got to win one. across any of our leagues. I, I went 0-4. Oh Dale's, Dale's in four, you're in one. None yeah. of us won a game. Nope. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> I had high hopes, though. I scored the least Come amount Monday of points night. In, in our league. Monday night, I had high hopes, and then somebody just stomped all over them. I mean, I would have beat almost a majority of the league with the would, amount of points that I put up. I would have beat no one. <laughs> I would have beat no one. <laughs> I was at the you bottom. said you were the lowest scoring. I was, player. yeah, by 10 points. I mean, who I, I played with Joe, and he, he scored like 146 points. Yeah, Joe put up a bunch of points. He's got, he's got he's a pretty got good a team, team, though, yeah. We were laughing about Rich's team at the draft, and he puts up one almost 170. Yeah, <laughs> beat me. Uh who did you guys pick up on the waiver wire this morning? I did not. Nobody? I grabbed, uh, let's see here. I know you got Naheem Hines because I put in for him too. Yeah, I grabbed Hines and uh, with uh, Jarwin going down, I needed another tight end to stick on my bench. So That was so heartbreaking. <clears throat> Surprising, I, I picked up Jimmy Graham. Old man Graham. He looked to be a part of that, Den- or not Denver, what the hell am I talking about? Chicago offense. Did he score? He did. He had three uh three receptions, twenty five yards, and a touchdown. Did you guys watch the second game Monday night? I no, I I, I, I set my alarm yeah. to get up for halftime yeah. just so I could see the score, but no, I couldn't see that. So I didn't watch it, but apparently Steven Goskowski missed four field oh, yeah. goals. That yeah. part I did. No, I missed yeah. the game winner. Did and he take the game winner? Yep. You know how he got it? He he went to the sideline and he took his shoe off. They said, and he sat there barefoot for a while. And to re- recondition himself, and then he went in and kicked the winning field goal. And he didn't get cut yet? No. Unreal. That's crazy. So I this morning I was, actually last night I did it, but I was torn between, I, I didn't know if I wanted to pick up Malcolm Brown or Raheem Hines. 
and I kind of just weighed my options, and I'm like, you know what, Naheem Hines has Jonathan Taylor behind him. He's going to be getting. It didn't. Doesn't seem that way. Probably half the carries. I don't know. Everything I'm reading says Hines is going to be kind of like the bell cow at this point. I don't know. I just couldn't. Malcolm Brown looked so good on Sunday night. I I had that in my mind, and I'm like, I forgot they drafted Cam Akers though, so I forgot that part. But but he didn't look good at all. No, he didn't. It's tough. I mean, you know, it's uh, you have to you have to kind of put multiple claims in in case somebody steals your guy. But I would assume Malcolm Brown and Naheem Hines were among the most picked up guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the one that scares me the most on my team is uh, Mark Ingram. Um, honestly, uh, I didn't even know really much about Dobbins before even that Baltimore had him. I almost took him as a handcuff in the league I got Ingram in, and I'm like, you know what, I'll wait till the next round, and sure enough, there he goes. Somebody picked him. Yeah. I did like Dobbins, but I thought Ingram would start out as like the bell cow back. Yeah, and especially the goal line touches, which right. really surprised me that they were giving the goal line to Dobbins instead of um, Ingram, because Ingram's such a big guy, and that's always been his role. Right. And then the thing with Cleveland, I think, personally, Kareem Hunt played a lot better than Nick Chubb did on Sunday. And they have a short week. They're playing tomorrow night. But it's two of us, right? Cleveland and Cincinnati, which should be a real snooze fest. Yeah, I only got one team with Chubb and a real battle. Yeah, he'll be sitting in my bench because it's a stupid scoring where receivers get half a point for every yard. So, and actually, running backs don't even get the PPR. So it's just tight ends and uh, wide receivers. Weird. It's so stupid. I don't want to give away too much information here since I'm in a league with you two. But uh, if you're looking you for can. a streaming defense this week, since or uh, Cleveland might be the one to pick up. I think the way Burrow looked last week. I mean, you're probably going to get some turnovers for sure. He made some good plays, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that, that interception he threw, you just can't make that pass. Yeah, that, that was you, terrible. What are you thinking? And then the kicker missing that kick and immediately grabbing his calf. Oh, yeah. yeah. You saw was that was faked. Yeah, 31-yard field goal and he missed it. And he shanked it big time. Yeah, that was uh, pretty embarrassing. I thought for sure he was going to be cut. We were watching upstairs. You know, Laura's a Bengals fan. And yeah. I said, you don't want to watch this. I mean, you're figuring they're going to win the game, honestly. Right. I mean, every kicker makes that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought for sure they were winning that. Unreal. What's going on in baseball, Tim? Anything exciting? Uh, I just checked the 40. Yankees are up 6 nothing against Blue Rays. Last night, they won 20-6. to I saw they're back in second. Yep. And then the Cardinals played the Brewers, and the Brewers beat them, I think it was 18-3. to Wow. They won a couple of high-scoring games last night. So how about this? Uh, I just came across this on Twitter here. Frank Gore is 37 years old. Of course, he's a running back. Plays for the Jets now, I believe, right? Yep. He's only missed two games in the last 10 years. And he may end up <laughs> being the starter because Bell's hurt. Right. Too. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell pulled his hamstring. He's out for a yeah. little bit. That Well, we nailed that one because that was the guy we said to avoid this past week. Yep. And the Jets look horrible. They're yeah. another team that Buffalo look great. but They just can't the Jets, get it together. Right. Crowder was the only thing good going for him. Yeah. And I had him on my bench. So We did get the news, too, of course, that the World Series is going to be played strictly at uh, Globe Life Park there in Texas. Texas. So that should be interesting. The weather will be cooperative, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think they have a roof on that new one, do they? No, I don't think so. I, think I know so. the 
they said for playoff, it's going to be like, you know, ALCS or ALD, yeah, ALDS is going to be straight five games, right? No breaks. Okay. ALCS, straight five games. So no, it used to be. I don't games. know why they changed that. So it's you're talking said, like no days in between? Nope. Wow. And then the World Series, I think. Was well, there's the, no travel, so. Okay. Yeah, right, right. And then I think the CS was supposed to be this all seven, if it goes to seven, obviously. But I think that's for the World Series, they'll do uh, two on one day off, right. three days, or three games, and another day off, and then the last two, I believe. Hey, we can't forget to mention, too, my Dallas Stars going to the Stanley Cup yeah, Finals. Yep, yep. Foot in my mouth. Vegas <laughs> Knights were the uh, favorite, and they took them down in five games. Yep. Nice. Well, more than five games because it was overtime. But, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I, I recorded overtime, and I woke up, and I Did watched you? it. And yeah, that was, that was – Yeah, I down saw that. down to nothing halfway yep. through the third period. They come back. That was crazy. There's one other thing I wanted to mention, too. I was, oh, Monday night, I'm pretty excited to see that Raiders new stadium open up. Oh yeah, yeah, that looks pretty cool. That black it does, one. yeah, looks like the Death Star. You know, while we're on, we're, while we're back on the topic of football, here's what I think about. I'm gonna have a little sound off moment here. One, the two. NFL needs to get their shit together with the scheduling of four o'clock games. There's no reason you have to have eight one o'clock games and then two or three four o'clock games. Right. Even it Even out. It yep. They did that last year too, didn't they? Wasn't there like a, a crap ton of one o'clock? It's games always and up. There it, barely, barely a four twenty-five game, and then it, it's always been that way. And it's just it's stupid because I I think they think of the four o'clock games as okay. These are our premier matchup kind of thing leading up into Sunday night football, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, I I don't. Uh, you guys can. Uh, Get me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember ever watching a uh, a uh, Monday night two Monday night games, especially one starting at ten ten. Has that ever happened? Yeah, they've done that the last couple of years. Yeah, right. I've never, I've literally never even noticed it then because I've always thought there was one Monday night game and that was it. What are you guys thinking about them piping in the crowd noise? I didn't like it. It's just what is really? it? it does, yeah, are we <laughs> the only ones that hear that, or do they hear it? At the they stadium? hear it at the stadium oh, too. Yeah. That's just uh, there's no way it can be as loud, right, at the stadium as well, it I think would be with actual they're, fans. They're limiting them to like 75 decibels, and typically at like Kansas City or Seattle, it's like 130. Exactly, you can't. You could still. I mean, you can still hear them cursing at each other. Right. Well, now, thankfully, the Cowboys go to Seattle next week, and there won't be fans, so that's I'm well, okay with no that. Fans, see, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't mind the them 12s. piping in the noise or anything like that because it, it just. It doesn't bother me. It actually makes it seem like there's, you know, something going on on the field, and it's not just. It would be awkward if it was. Yeah, something. and it's not weird until they actually pan out and show the the stadium where it's right. empty. Yeah. Well, it could be like uh, how baseball was doing it with the virtual crowd. Yeah, they did that for the Rams game. Yeah. What do you guys think about the Rams new stadium? That thing. That looks amazing. Sweet. Yeah, Man, that thing's incredible. The roof is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just the outside, like they showed the outside coming in. How it's I mean, open air. Yeah, that was yeah. nuts. I forget who it was, but they said uh, you can actually get a suntan in there with that yeah, roof. Yeah, Al Michael said it. So apparently they were supposed to have the Super Bowl there this year, but the structure got delayed, so it's going to be there next year. Oh. But they said they actually had to dig 100 feet down into the ground so that the airplanes had enough clearance to land. Really? Oh, really? Because the airport's right there. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. But $5 billion for that place. Yeah, and just to put that into perspective, the Cowboy Stadium was less than two billion. 
Well, then you get, then you think, oh, here's here comes COVID. Right. There's no income. I wonder how much, how much was the Raiders one to build? Any uh, idea? I forget. I forget. I know it wasn't anywhere near five. It was like two something maybe. Just, where did, where the hell did they get? I mean, I know that scoreboard, that oh Oculus board is amazing. It yeah. is. But five million or five billion. That's, that's insane. And I think the city they're building it in comes up with like half the money too. So. Jesus. <laughs> I honestly thought they were going to move that game because of the air quality. Well, it was inside, so. Yeah, sort of. It is cool, though. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see that Raiders stadium. That's going to be awesome, yeah. I think. Yeah. That's Monday night, you said? Yeah. They're yeah. playing the Saints. No fans there, either? No fans. I don't think. I think the only ones were, what, Jacksonville and Tampa Kansas Bay's City? Tampa Bay's having fans this week. Are they? Yeah, so Florida teams are. It's kind of crazy because Florida's like the hot spot for COVID. Right, yeah. yeah. Dallas we'll might, too. I know Jerry Jones said he wants to have fans. We'll see. Open her up. Week two of the NFL on the docket, and the cutoff race at Bristol should be an interesting sports weekend. Yeah, definitely. Nothing else in baseball? No. Pirates still suck. Well, back to uh, uh, the Reds played the Pirates. They lost like 6-1 to one or 4-1 yeah. or something like that last night. I didn't watch any basketball, but did you see that crazy block in the Heat-Celtics game? No. They're, they were in overtime, and there was about five seconds left, and I think it was Jason Tatum went up for a dunk, and the ball was literally, like, below the rim, and the guy came up with his hand and knocked it out, and I would have thought that was goaltending. Sounds like goaltending. That's what I thought, but apparently since his hand was still on the ball, it wasn't. Oh, wow. So he huh. blocked it, and the Heat won by two points in overtime. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that was to eliminate him, right? That was game one, I think, because yeah. they're okay. playing the Celtics now to go to the final. Oh, I thought All right, I thought I saw the... The Heat beat the Celtics. Seattle eliminated. I stopped following once the Bucks got kicked out. I stopped following once they canceled games. That and I stopped watching just, when Jordan left. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the NBA to me it just got too political with this yep. whole stuff. So every, well, it, that's every sport's starting to get involved. So it's just the the NBA took it to another level. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just I have to say though I loved even though I hate the Steelers what Villanueva did with the yeah. uh, yep. honoring that fallen soldier. Yeah, that was good. And here's he's, a pro always, tip. he's always been an advocate of that stuff. I'm sure Absolutely. he'll get, he'll get well, crap he's a veteran, for it. right? Oh, yeah, he's yep. a veteran. Remember in Chicago when he was the only one that came out for the National yep. Anthem yep. and they all stayed in the locker room? And here's a pro tip on that. Turn the game on five to ten minutes after the scheduled kickoff time and nobody will have to see anything that they do. And they'll stop doing it. <laughs> I don't well, even I think they showed the National Anthem I wasn't anymore. too upset showing. about the Cowboys. Because the only that one John player. Terry Poe, yeah. first Cowboy in history to kneel. He's the only one. I thought Jones said he was gonna like either he, he's, he said he's gonna or... give him a little leeway because of everything that's going on this year. And he had told him, but honestly, the way Poe beforehand. played, I would just cut him already. Yeah, he played. Like, that's okay. I I could have sworn he said that even this year. If anybody on my team kneels, I'm yeah. cutting them. Yeah. Or... He said this year he's gonna give him some leeway because of everything that's going on. Right. And Poe made it clear when he was signed that he was still gonna do his protesting. So. Yeah, he he let them know that he was still gonna do it. I mean, yeah. and then was it the Steelers said. Uh, the owner said, uh, "If anybody kneels, you'll be fined a million dollars." Right. Okay, that was the Steelers. Yeah. The, the, Rooney. The thing yeah, that everybody yeah. kind of forgets, and I hate to say this, but you know, Colin Kaepernick did ask a former Green Beret, "Like, what should I do here?" Because he wanted to sit yeah. during the national anthem, and uh, the guy said, "You know, isn't there something else we could do besides that? Like, that's pretty disrespectful." Yeah. And he agreed with a knee. So. Yeah. I never heard that before. Yeah, you got yeah. a former Green Beret telling you, okay. Yeah, seriously. May not be as disrespectful as you think, I guess. Yeah. 
We just, I think the media blew it up a lot. Oh, yeah, for Larger sure. than they were supposed to. Yep. What happens with everything? Because then it turned into, you know, oh, my God, you better not kneel. This is ridiculous. So I'm boycotting yeah. football. And then it's like, well, I guess kneeling's better than sitting or, you know. Yeah. He hasn't had a job since. Or, right. So he's obviously being blackballed. Right. He's got a job in Madden. He's <laughs> rated 81 overall. Apparently better than, I think it was like half their, or a quarter of the quarterbacks in the actual yeah. game. I have to say, honestly, Colin Kaepernick is probably better than 90% of the backups currently on rosters. Oh, definitely. Without, without doubt. So it's definitely Just solidified. Too much baggage. Right. Yep. Yeah, nobody wants the media circus. Because like if, they, if they sign him, it's, be, it's because of the political stuff. If you and don't if sign him. If they cut him, it's because of the political stuff. Yeah. So he can't win. Right. Well, while we're on the topic about political stuff, what about... Uh, oh, here we go. What about Mike Wallace and Bubba Wallace? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Mike Wallace basically, now that he came out and they actually showed what he said, I was kind he of basically, trouble following that. He basically said something about um, the vice president saying something about, I forget what it was, but just basically essentially calling her stupid. Right. And he then brought up the tweets about Bubba Wallace saying about, oh, everybody's all happy about Trump car being on the track and those supporters and everything. And yeah, they don't want a political and it's, putting that on as political. Yeah, and saying like everybody, the Trumpsters are chumps or stuff. A bunch and, of losers. But <laughs> Mike Wallace is suspended indefinitely. Bubba Wallace is nothing. Like right. it, it's literally saying the same about exact thing. It's just a little bit of a double standard. Right. I can think of a reason why that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see how... Uh, how the Bubba thing shakes out because, you know, if it wasn't for what happened at Talladega, he probably wouldn't be getting all these offers, I, I wouldn't right. think. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, Petty was on the verge of shutting down, basically, and all of a sudden there's a resurgence. Yeah. You'll probably see Ty Dillon in that car next year. That's my <laughs> Yeah, they're shutting down too, right, Jermaine? That's word on the street. Sucks for RCR. Satellite team. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, that is another one, but interesting thing is going to be, like, what happens with uh, Ty Dillon, because I don't see Richard Childress letting him not race. In the proper equipment, he, this might be controversial, but he might be more talented than Austin. I, I, I can get behind that. I mean, he's done pretty well in probably one of the worst cars in the field. Right. They said Geico's still going to be a part of the series, so they'll be around NASCAR for sure. Yeah. They're sponsoring the series itself, right? not any cars. Right. So they have that five, I think it's like five companies that are alternating sponsors or whatever. Bush, Coke, Geico. Bush is actually... I think so. Pretty sure. Okay. Well, because Geico. Tim, Tim gives them lots of money every week. I do. When he buys a beer. <laughs> yeah. You try the apple yet? No, I will not. It's okay. So I haven't tried it. I won't do it. <laughs> That's what we should do for one of these. Just once, like NASCAR's over with. Yeah. Um, you know, I like my weird beers. I should bring those in and let you guys try them and see this some facial. Devil. Some of these uh, facial. Well, I'll tell expressions. you right now. Don't tell me you're gonna do it. Just slip them one. Put. Find an empty bush can. I'm sure there's one laying around somewhere. <laughs> Clean it out and dump it in there and say, here, here's a bush. Like those sour beers that I drink. Mm-mm. Yeah, like that one there behind you, the victory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is that called? Fat Monkey or something? Tart Monkey. Oh, tart tart monkey. monkey. This is from a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's, it's 
it becomes a part of the building. <laughs> it becomes a part of the structure around here. All right, anything else? That's about it. Ryan Blaney wins. Nope, Chase Elliott wins. Without the, well, under, without the underglows. Now you guys are just being ridiculous. I was just surprised. Oh, I forgot <laughs> that he actually won that race. Yeah. I mean, if you win second place, yeah. That's why I, mean, I said he won third one. Place, he should have yeah. won two. He'll win second. He'll win third. Kurt's going to win first. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, we'll see. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it. Thanks for those of you that tuned in on Facebook. And we will be back next week with both drivers. Thank you.